Hello, welcome to the Snobby Park Theology Podcast. It's not popular. Episode 188. My name is Justin. And mine's Helen. Help. 20, hope 2024 has been a good year for everybody that's listening. And also to you, Helen. Hope uh, so far January has been pretty well to you. Ha- has, has January been pretty well to you? Got an email from my electric um, company saying that my bill for this month is probably going to be $130. And they were like, we see that you're using 49% more than you did this time last year. Yeah, because it was in the teens with wind chill for a couple of days. And it's been a struggle to keep the apartment above 60. Like, ya ding-dongs. <laughs> I am aware of what's going on. Uh, okay, so things are not going too great for Helen. I mean, things are going okay, but just... <laughs> my building was apparently built in, like, 1955. And there were many things the world did not know in 1955. And apparently one of them was insulation in the walls. <laughs> well... Um, we're gonna hope that gets cleared up real soon and things will be taken care of there. But Helen, obviously, since we took a usual break from podcasting, everything we have a lot to talk about on top of the winter anime twenty twenty four impressions. So I think we gotta get right into it. Mm-hmm. So with that, um, obviously, at the starter, it hasn't been quite so good uh, i guess all around in general but like in this specific case uh for japan obviously based i think on new year's like exactly on new year's day um there was a big earthquake um it didn't get to obviously like the 311 type of earthquake from 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 what i remember um but it was this one was still pretty bad um there was obviously still deaths and there's obviously lots of issues where like lots of damages on certain locations um there has been obviously companies in japan donating their money their, their funds to organizations to try to help help people out um so obviously our thoughts are with them and hopefully they'll be able to continue recovering from this earthquake um we want to also talk about one of the uh, museums that go in the guy museum um unfortunately the earthquake did cause a fire and the building is no more. Um, I think this past week, yep, this week, we did learn that um, the the guy's studio, Dynamic Productions, confirmed that the original paintings and figurines did survive the fire, and they're, they're now currently being moved and stored by Wajima City. So um, a little bit of good news in, on that front, but it's still just really tough just to hear that. Um, that news just happening over the past this bank based this this whole past month and then in other um serious news uh there's been a verdict handed down in the kyoto animation arson fire from 2019 probably don't need to remind anybody listening to this that was uh an incredibly horrific event with quite a few deaths from there um the prosecutors had announced their intention to seek the death penalty um for the um perpetrator shinji alba um japan is does still have the death penalty which shocked me since i'm used to the u.s being kind of an outlier in that regard and uh he has been um sentenced to death his um a lawyer is of course appealing this i don't know what the timeline is for appeals on this i know then the u.s um death penalty cases um can last for years if not decades on appeals um so i don't know how that's going to work I do know that they approach executions differently in Japan than they do in the U.S., but I, I don't think we need to get into details about that on this podcast. Right, right. 
Um, yes. So yeah, where this actually provides solace to the families lost. Uh, that, that'll be up to whoever you talk to, I guess. But um, yeah, we'll just have to see what the actual like. There's obviously the appeal. We'll, we'll see what happens um, along, along those lines, and if that gets changed, we will obviously talk about it here. Um, gonna make an awkward transition. You can't really go from really serious into other type of news, but we're gonna try to. In this case, um, one of the, I guess not necessarily major magazines, but it's pretty decent, like no magazine, Futsubasha Monthly Action. Uh, it's gonna end publication on February twenty fourth. Uh, I guess it's gonna again continues these uh, past couple of years, bitch being rough of having manga magazines in Japan. Um, there's still a couple series left. Um, well, the final issue will reveal where some of the manga will go. Uh, so, Nova series at Random Magazine either still going on or had ended already. Uh, Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid, Tsukumono, Action Mask, My Brother's Husband, Orange, Uzumade, My Pathetic Vampire Life, Our Colors, My Boy, Become You, The Country of Humans. I want to eat your pancreas and homesick Kyoto. And if some of those, or a lot of those sounds familiar, obviously some of those got anime, but I think most of these, if not all of them, have been published in English. So yeah, um, definitely tough news on that one for sure. And in other manga news, uh, Land of the Lustrous is off hiatus. That one's been going on and off hiatus for quite a few years now, so it's back off again. It's updating. <laughs> Um, Heart Gear also returned from a year-long hiatus. I could have sworn that this one also had one relatively recently. Yes, I, I feel like that too. Like, right around when it got licensed by Biz, I think it yep, just yep, came off a correct. hiatus you're at right, that you're point right. as well. And then it went on another hiatus, right, you're right. Yeah, and then uh, Beat the Vandal Buster is going back on hiatus. And, uh, yeah, I guess everyone is just uh, yeah, this, you know, it's, doing anyone, what they need to do. You know what's interesting? I didn't... I just put these together because they're hiatus, but these all have a theme of going on hiatus multiple times. Beat the Van of Bus is a weird one because it was on hiatus for at least a good couple of years. <laughs> at least, like, I think it, like, stopped around 2007 or something like that. They came back in, like, 2017. It was a long hiatus. Uh, then it came back, and now this one's... From what I was reading, it's been on and off hiatus, so... Yeah. This makes me feel uh, slightly better about the time it takes me to sometimes finish projects. <laughs> Get back to your cosplaying projects. Get back to that. Yeah. <laughs> um, the band Rock Rockaki is gonna go on hiatus at the end of the year, so they basically decided they talked and didn't feel like they were where they were individually. So they're gonna, I guess, fill fill the obligations for this year, and then by the end of the year, they're gonna be no more. Uh, so that's it for them. And Butereba, which. If you remember, it was a fall show that did not finish. Uh, they had one episode. I uh, had one episode where they couldn't finish it, or they couldn't get it out in time, and they had to delay it out. But then that caused cascade effect of, oh yeah, we ran out of time slots, so they could not actually finish it in time. So they had to wait until there was an available slot. And even for the episodes that aired, quote unquote, on time, the animation was kind of looking like ass at points. It was yeah, not that's, great. That's that's project number nine for you. That's that's unfortunate for them. Um, but yeah, it's gonna finish up uh, February fifth for those who have been wait, patiently waiting for it. For, for the mind reading, reincarnated as a pig. 
whoever those people are. <laughs> I don't think we know any of them, at least. <laughs> uh, let's see. The Boy and the Heron, which, of course, is the latest studio um, Ghibli film directed by Miyazaki, is now the fourth highest grossing anime film in the U.S., and it has a total earning of about $39 million. Uh, the If anyone was wondering, well, which three came in before it, that would be Pokemon, the first movie, way back in 1998, uh, Demon Slayer, the Mugen Train movie, and Pokemon, the movie 2000. So... Yeah, that, that, that makes sense. That that it, Those are exactly the titles I would have expected actually to have grossed more than this. Yeah. And it also won the Golden Globe for the Best Animated Film. I believe it has also been nominated for the Oscars in the Animated Film category, so uh, we shall see if it gets any more awards. Yes, uh, there's a decent... Uh, it was too many. I was going through looking for stuff, and I'm like, okay, there's too many awards. London Awards or whatever. Okay, that the point is... We're Americans. We can focus on just the American awards. Mi- Mi- Miyazaki's back, Helen. Ghibli's back. He never left. He's back. <laughs> the man has admitted he will probably die at his desk, I think. Ugh. This man said he was going to retire, Helen. He said it. But he's already off-retired, though we already know he has, st- he has gone back to work. Incredible. Just incredible. I refuse uh... to admire anybody with that kind of workaholic... <laughs> strategy i don't even know workaholic work ethic <laughs> workaholic work ethic the winter workaholic work ethic i wonder if that could be a good podcast title anyways um gonna move on some actually um unfortunate news especially for those who were looking forward to the tenkan anime it's not gonna be anime anymore it's now canceled so let's go back a little bit in time this was originally supposed to be anime on television this will be a tv anime in 2020 but they got postponed because at some point these that had to be considered serious development. Um, and then in October 2022, the staff announced it's going to be a film, theatrical film. Um, it was supposed to open last year, but as you already know, it did not air last year. Um, so, yeah. Um, it's, it's mysterious of what type of issues actually happened behind the scenes. Um I think one other thing is that obviously this was a I think this manga was I don't know if there's a shelf life or whatever but uh, there is a little bit more of a challenge of having to do a manga that's already ended as opposed to something that's still going on so I don't know if that was a factor but yeah lots of things could have definitely occurred for this one so it's unfortunate because it's obviously not too much boys love series that get adapted into anime in the first place so I guess all across the board, that's just a shame. Yeah, you really wonder what happens if you know an additional three years wasn't enough to even put it together for a film, since uh, usually a film would have a usually like a better production schedule. Obviously, it's less material, less to animate than you know a full TV series. So I really wonder what happened there. I don't think it was just COVID. <laughs> yeah, it definitely was just COVID. It obviously was a case where either. The production many didn't believe in it or who knows like a lot like i said lots of things could have been happening but i guess the point is like they could i guess if, i guess you know when they had to reconsider if there was going to be a instead of a tv series they had to go to a film that might have been uh, a sign where they said yeah that, that that it's in trouble so yeah that's just tough let's see uh japanese voice actor um kotaro nakamura is going on hiatus due to ill health. Um, not recognizing any of the names of the characters he's played in places, but um, 
they are announcing that's a temporary hiatus, so I hope that is the case. I hope he makes a recovery and is able to get back to work, if that's what he wants to do afterwards. Uh, the older I get, just the less I feel about, should I really wish people back to work? Since that's not the most fun thing to do in the world. <laughs> uh, depends on who it is, if they actually like what they do, personally. Yeah, and then the Japanese singer Akira Kushida uh, went to the hospital for acute pancreatitis and has since been hospitalized. Uh, his, at least some of the, you know, productions, uh, not production stops, uh, concert stops he was supposed to do have been canceled. Um, hope he recovers from that because that's, that's really bad. That, that is an organ you don't think a lot about typically, but is really, really important. Right. Right. Um, and now, um, unfortunate news, some deaths we have to report, um, Manga creator and animator Haru Takahashi uh, passed away at 76. Uh, there was no disclosed cause of death. Um, he was part of like the teacher like storyboards for the first Tensai Bakuban series and the first Lupin, the third television anime in 1971, and was a key assistant animator for the 1978 anime film Chirin no Suzu, it's all in Japan. Uh, he debuted as a manga artist in 1978 and created a four-panel manga called Iwayuru Hitotsu no Chosan Shrigi. Um, so yeah, that's a loss there. Um, Anka singer Aki Yashiro uh, passed away at 73 on December 30, 30th due to a type of collagen disease. Um, she had passed, uh, she had performed the opening and things sums of the Totemo, Totemo Lucky Man anime uh, that was in 1994 and the Ending thing for the Gokusen anime. Uh, she, she performed the ending thing go, for the 20, 2004 the Gokusen anime. So, um, and then I guess the and the last one, Taro Nami, uh, Taro Nami, real name Chikuyu Chiba. Uh, this the Chiba sounds been this the brother of Asha No Joe creator Tetsuya Chiba. Uh, passed passed away at seventy nine. Um, Nami, under the pen name, had worked on Eleven, 4P, Takakun, Hakioi, Kazuhikaru, Dreams, and Sorano Plantinus. And obviously was very involved with the other Chiba brothers and family. So, um, just again, these are just tough losses to hear to start. Uh, start 2024 for sure. I know that obviously these, uh, I know people are definitely friends and family are affected. So, my condolences to, to them. And now we're going to move on to licensing news and Jesus Christ, Justin, why did everybody decide to have like big announcement live streams and such to kick off the year? It, I know it it's is, not actually everybody, it, but it sure <laughs> feels like it. Just if, looking only, down this, if, if only we what? tricked Viz into just being like, yeah, have a big, nice Twitch YouTube thing. Just go do that. Join a party. I mean, if they were, it would be like, hey, Viz, I've got a list of titles from Manga Plus I'd like you to license. And here's a second copy of that list in case you and throw then, it away. And then now this is the part where we go like, Kanacha, you, you ended your life, your Kanacha live service too early. <laughs> all right. So starting off with, uh, let's see, I think these will all be Yen Press. They had two separate days, but we're going to read them all off together. Okay, so... They are bringing over Yana um, Toboso's artworks of Black Buck, artworks Black Butler Four. I'm assuming they already have the first three, and that this is probably both to keep up with the Japanese releases and because of the new season coming soon. Su Miyazaki's excellent property rejects for residence. 
Is that the sign of affection creator or is that somebody else? That is the plunderer. No, wait, it's the plunderer. Either plunderer or Sekure creator. Okay, different creator then. Uh, Asa Tamar, um, Tan- Tanuma's uh, Oh My Atami-kun. <laughs> Miyako Higazuka's go 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 ghost I don't know if I said the right number of ghosts, we're gonna go with it. Uh, Yugiri Akiya's Aria of the Beach Forest, Machi Suihiro's Kind of a Wolf, Riko Sakura's This Wolf is Not Scary, maybe it's just not that kind of wolf, um, Kakaku Akashi Umashi and Kayahara's Miss Savage Fang, uh, this is the manga, they already have uh, the light novel, uh, Fukuro Kyoko and Jonsun's The Trials of Shiodaku, which is a light novel, so that will be under the Yen On Press. Yen On imprint. Uh, Sai Naikiwa's um, This Monster Wants to Eat Me. Fehu Kazuo and Yasiko um, Midori Hana's Apocalypse Bringer. Oh god, that's not even a Japanese word. Nyogra? Uh, <laughs> that word looks vaguely Norse. I definitely don't know how to pronounce it. But anyway, they're bringing over the manga. Cross Infinite Worlds is already published in the light novel. Um, Akihito Tomi's A Sinner of the Deep Sea. Riki Kawahara and Yukiko, uh, Yukiko Horiguchi's Demon's Crest, which is a um, light novel, so that will also be under the Yen On imprint. Pixiv Inc.'s Visions 2023 underscore underscore illustrators book. I believe they brought out a couple of these before. Yep, they have, they have. Uh, Beacon's Sister and Giant, A Young Lady's Reborn in Another World. Tomihiko Mori and Keito Yano's Penguin Highway manga. I believe they already have the light novel. Correct. Yep. Uh, Shinta Harikawa's Senpai, This Can't Be Love. Reiki Kawahara, Riko Bekko, and Abek's Sword Art Online, Kiss and Fly. Is this an art book or is this a novel? Manga. Manga, okay. The, the option I did not guess. The, 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 as always, it, well... If there's always three, like, usually if it's more like, if it's usually three illustrators, I'm like, okay, it's definitely a manga. Listen, maybe Abek got tired of doing the illustrations, and so someone else did some illustrations and they compiled them all into a book, you know? <laughs> um, yeah, there's a lot of Yen Press announcements. Uh, they, they decided, it was funny, because they, we thought they were just going to announce for, like, I think it was just one, the first one, uh, the one we used, you started with first was, like, July, and... Early this month, they did the June one, so we thought, like, okay, we're just going to do the June one, but now it's time to do July. These monsters. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to have a February, August. Okay, fair enough. Um, and then just to make sure we have this all set and everything, um, HarperCollins is publishing Shiramura's Run with the Wind. If this sounds familiar, yes, it is based off the anime. You mean, you mean the anime is based off of it? The anime is based off of the novel. Thank you for the clarification. Uh, I believe it's coming out this year The from uh, HarperCollins in the Harper VM print. Uh, it's going to be at least in hardcover, and then I think they also have an audiobook option as well. So good for those who are rating and or thinking, oh, no, it's never the original source is never going to be licensed, and now the, the, the original source has been licensed. So there you go. Yeah, I know somebody I know says that they've heard, so there's like <laughs> six degrees of separation there that the original one might be slightly gay, so we will now have a way to see. Uh, mm-hmm. I I do not have faith in anything. I am having to report, like, five fifth hand, so um, <laughs> we shall see. Go, go to this. Okay. Um, now back to more companies just randomly 
Honestly, lots of stuff. Um, Jay Number Club had their choice stream to kick off their licensing season. Um, so they're going to go over Hitsui, Game and Kare's After School Dungeon Diver, Level Grinding in Another World, Riku Nanao and Kuro's Heavenly Swords of the Twin Stars, Tomaki Yamagi and Tsukasa Kiryu's Bagus, the Demon Prince, How the Seven Prince Brought Down the Kingdom, Nazanamiki and Kabota's I'm a Noble of the Brick of Ruin, so I might as well try mastering magic. Mashimesa, Emoto, and Masami's I Don't Want to Be the Dragon Duke's Maid, Serving My Ex Fiancé for My Past Life, uh, this is for J. Novel Heart, excuse me. <clears throat> Hagure, Metabo, and Masami's I Live It Lee's Guide to Getting Even, and How I Crush My Homeland with My Mighty Grimoires. Gotta be clear about this one. This is the light novel. This will be also on the J. Novel Heart uh, imprint. J. Novel Clubs are already been publishing the I Live It Lee manga, so now they finally got the light novel uh, for this series. Um, Arashi Shirashi, Ryo uh, Nanamomo, and Yunagi's The Invincible Summoner who cried off for level 1. Firehead and Tsubasa Haruki's A Wild Last Boss appeared. This is the manga. Uh, I believe they have uh, already finished the light novel, so they just moved on to the next available thing from that series. Shin Kuroki and Karasu Maru's The Banished from a Hero Lives as He Pleases. This is the manga. They're already publishing the light novel. Harunohi Biori and Kobato Wakasa's The Otome Heroes Fight for Survival. Uh, it's the manga, already publishing the light novel. Yutanaka, Yutanaka's Late Start Tamer's Laid Back Life manga. This is already, uh, this, the Jamco's already publishing the light novel. Um, these are, the ones I mentioned are already up on the site on Jamco Club now, so you can read it now. Um, the last two I'm about to talk about are not quite on the site yet. Uh, Chidori Hama, Kosaji, and Hachipi Suwan's Goodbye Overtime. This reincarnated villain is living for her new big brother. Uh, this is going to go on the Jane of a Heart imprint. Um, and Maito Ayame and Masukase Siren's Death Starter and the Ebony Blade manga. They're republishing the light novel. And the manga's going to launch on Jane Club basically this week, January 31st. Yeah, I did, is, I did not catch is, the live stream for this since I was at MAGFest, but I know you did. And I think Sam said things in there, including, like, Orphan lost some five figures. Yeah, um, it was very... Well, okay, look. I think I had seen something about this Orphan last year. Or, not last year. Uh, a couple years ago, where I think um, the translator for that... Um, I want to say it was Stein, Steiner. I think he was working on... Back, this was a while ago, obviously. When he was doing, like, freelance stuff like that. Um, He's doing freelance again. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's interesting. Um, <clears throat> but it was more involved with like light novels and manga stuff like that. He had mentioned about how cla- uh, older titles don't really seem to like hit like that well, especially I guess digitally. Um, and it was saying like something along those lines. And I feel like if you look at it's it's interesting when you look at Amazon. You don't want to obviously just go by Amazon by itself. You obviously have other digital platforms and everything. But sometimes you kind of get a sense of what's actually selling pretty well based on how much it does get ratings and the fact is yeah the, the somebody sells just did not get ratings orphan yeah the, it, despite the fact that obviously it had like a cult anime um back in the like the 90 what was it, late 90s early 2000s whatever um, long enough that ago that everyone who watched that the show itself could probably drink yes um yeah it, it that obviously it wasn't didn't help but then i think obviously what hurt Aside from just the fact that uh, I think Jane Uncle being just digital, mostly digital only doesn't help, but just the fact that the remake for Ofrin was not very good, <laughs> that that probably also was a major factor too. But then it's of course like 
that that was the only title that he talked about. Orphan was one of them. Earl and Fairy was another one. Yeah, that one I was think... a surprise license to me, even as somebody who has been reading it and had read like fan translations back in the day. Like, and also both of these, like Orphan, I checked was twenty volumes, which then made the five figure number make sense. And Earl and Fairy is also a very long series. Yeah, then... It's like these are some yeah. surprising choices here. Yeah, it, it. I think um, I would have to go back to the stream but i think he says so like under 100 copies on, on kindle or whatever which one earl and fairy ooh, ooh. under yeah and i look at like i said ratings are not the be or end though but i look at there's literally very little ratings for any of earl and fairy so nobody's really buying it so, yeah and i think another friend who attended the stream i think he said that they need typically like 2000 to 2500 volumes to break even or sales per volume to break even so yeah. I guess it does give us an idea of how much some other series must be selling, or at least selling in excess of 2,000 um, copies yeah. per volume. Yeah, I think, yeah, you probably basically see a pattern, like, okay, this is doing really meh, or this is really doing poor, this is actually doing really awfully, but then you see, like, something that gets, like, a certain amount of ratings, and like, okay, that's, it's probably not what Jane Alcott wants, but it's probably good, and then you see no one just goes out of nowhere, like, making, what was it, um... I can't remember the exact title. Making Magic or something like that that Jamaica was publishing. That's a good amount of ratings. Okay, that's probably one of their big, big hits for them. Um, uh, Quiet Life, that that Blacksmith one. Yes, that's a major hit <laughs> for them. Especially with no anime, that's a major hit. So yeah, you could kind of get a sense of that. So um, yeah, just hearing about what happened to Orphan. It's funny because I bought Orphan like ages ago. Still never read it. Like I read like most of volume one, never finished it. And then what I read wasn't bad or anything. I just never made time to actually go back and read it. Uh, but I did buy the other volumes of it. But then, yeah. Um, unless that's in like a print or there's some sort of like thing happening in Japan where it's like coming back or whatever. Or something like Slayers. Like, yeah, these the older titles don't really, at least for J-Novel Club, doesn't really seem to stand up to, to making money. So that's unfortunate. All right, and then Discotech also had a live stream to kick the year off. Um, uh, friend of the show, uh, Bunny Cartoon, has been hosting uh, like a restream of these um, streams over on Twitch since Twitch allows you to do that. So we were doing that this time. And as they announced uh, Berserk 1997 as their last thing, you know, the, oh, no, we're not going to do one more thing. They start playing one more thing anyway. And I have mm. to say, her reaction to it is very funny. However, if you're going to watch it, keep your volume on like the minimum <laughs> and it's the <laughs> loudest i've heard anybody scream online in a while but yes they are bringing bringing back the berserk 1997 series on blu-ray with i think most if not all of the original extras from the dvds including things like the dub outtakes justin have you ever seen the dub outtakes for berserk no they're pretty great they involve like griffin just like breaking down into song because apparently they got like a musical actor who was doing his voice. Um, <laughs> I have never even seen Berserk, but I've seen the outtakes and they are pretty great. <laughs> um, and the clips that they showed in the trailer looked like a really nice looking, um, you know, high definition release. <laughs> right. And then for the other things they announced, uh, Ursay Yatsura original video anime series. So separate from the TV series they've already been doing and the movies that they started off with. Mazen Kaiser, uh, Lupin III, The Secret Page of Marco Polo, um, Lupin III, Princess of the Breeze. And I think they said that at this point now there's only like a single Lupin III product that's not licensed in the U.S. by either them or anybody else. So I 
think some of my friends are trying to figure out which one it was. Mm. But yeah, we have essentially all of Lupin in the U.S. now. Yep. And then I think um, this is some time ago. I think um, one of the Lupins was on like their out of print uh, license list or whatever, like the the DVDs. But I think uh, Justin kind of hinted, Justin Vegas, um, in one of those tweets about that, he kind of hinted that they might have some sort of special restoration project for a couple of the titles. I would not be surprised if Lupin was obviously on that because if you know discotheque, Lupin is one of their big things. So I'm, mm-hmm. I won't be surprised. Uh, let's see. Uh, they also licensed Space Emperor God Sigma, Lightspeed Electroid Albigas, The Little Mermaid 1975 Toei animation film, which I believe has been licensed in the U.S. before, but not for a very long time. It sounds like this one is also more faithful to Hans Christian Andersen's uh, fairy tale, with, which means a sadder ending. Uh, they also licensed Sergeant Frog seasons five through seven. Does that wrap up all there is of Sergeant Frog, anime-wise? I have no idea. I think it does, or it's close. Uh, Magical Girl Lyrical, Magical Girl Lyrical Nanoha A's, uh, Futukoi Alternative, uh, Tonagaru. Um, KT the Mightiest Disciple, Attack of Darkness, which is an OVA series. And then, in a very interesting pickup, they're bringing over the Reborn special fan disc. Reborn was a Shonen Jump property that ended, ended more than a few years ago now. I know its heyday was more like... Definitely more than a few years ago. Yeah, yeah, its heyday was... Um, <laughs> More like ten ish years ago. That's when I remember yes. friends of it, friends cosplaying from it, and it never sold well as a manga. The anime's never been licensed. I don't think the line, anime was even ever streamed. Yeah, but they're, so, um, uh, well now it's on Crunchyroll, I believe. Yeah, because Discotech picked it up. Yeah, and so this fan disc um, is something they're experimenting with to see if there's interest in these fan discs, and it actually will have four of four episodes of the show dubbed. Um, Four out of 203 episodes. Discotech has said, no, this is not a sign of us doing more. Um, your mileage will vary um, on how you're reading this. If they are saying, no, we will never be able to afford to dub 200 episodes of something. Or if they're saying, maybe we could and we're <laughs> testing this out. Just please, nobody hold your breath. They'll be holding it for a long time. Either way, um, it's being dubbed essentially because um, <laughs> a, a couple of um, super fans turned people actually in the industry um uh now work at um coach of sound and we're just so gung-ho we're like listen we will do this we want to do this like i'm pretty sure they were saying in the stream they were offering to do it like even cheaper than usual i kind of think that they said in the stream that like once people realized they were going to try to dub this like a couple of people like slid into their dms being like hey (laughs) i mean wasn't that what they said i thought they had said something like that I mean, I wasn't watching the stream. I just saw, like, what happened after the aftermath. Why weren't you watching the stream, Jess? Just put it on the background. Um, I think that was when the championship... I was watching football. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, so, I did see somebody post <laughs> a clip on Twitter, and it was from some live stream two people had been doing, and they were clearly watching the football game, and the other so, guy has um, the discotheque stream on in the background, and at one point he just yells out, oh. and he's like, sorry, they just so, licensed so, yeah, rescue Berserk. Also, also, I think I was also working that day, too, so... Yeah. Yeah, I think the Lions were playing that day. Really surprising, because the Lions have actually been winning. It's so weird. I'm not used to def- this. It was definitely not... Uh, that was a Monday. It should have been on a Monday. I don't think the Lions were playing that day. We're, we're, we're going too far in the, into the future, Helen. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so um, 
so yeah, the Reborn pickup is definitely interesting. Uh, I'm yeah. curious to hear how it's going to do for them. It is definitely yeah, I, not my series. I tried a little bit of the manga back in the day because, I, again, I had friends who were big fans of it. But I will just be watching from an interested distance to see how it does. <laughs> yeah, I'm curious about what when they see all this, would they just be like, okay, the, the, the fan disc actually was so successful, we'll at least dub like season one of the show. Now, see, that I can see. Like, instead of saying we'll dub all of the episodes, we'll be like, okay, we'll be able to dub like a, at least a handful, a couple of episodes of, of this series, of of the of reborn that's what i'm kind of curious about but yeah i'd say they'll put there we'll see we'll have to see how that actually goes for sure um believe it or not we have one more company that decided to do a live stream helen one more i keep forgetting that animate is even licensing manga now <laughs> like or or was this new <laughs> um i mean it started what last year Either okay last i, year I simply forgot then it just um there's so many <laughs> there's so many um this industry is going for a bubble at some point <laughs> uh, i mean i can ar- kind of argue maybe it may already be in a bubble for certain smaller publishers but oh. that's neither here or there sorry Anyways. what i meant is we are going for a bubble that is going to burst <laughs> okay if you f- fair enough yeah um so anna international announced the following eight titles during the stream um curry is straight cat din- uh, dinner maria is that time i got reincarnated in a bl manga Iada's Dear My Killer Tune, Roji's Countdown to Yes, Chimi Saku, uh, Sarukawa's Love and the Highly Sensitive Person, Tuaru Miyata's 100 DB Pouring Into You, and Zenko Sumiya's Loveless Momentum and Breathless Momentum, Super Pink, uh, the bonus story. Uh, I think that's part of the Breathless Momentum series. Um, anime is also going to release uh, Mitsuru Sango's Mask Down She, The Shouldn't Leave to Love imprint. Uh, so they have. Uh, I can't remember the other title they have, but they're going to have this title and another title in print for them. So we'll see um, how the printing business for them goes and see if BL fans will want it. Yeah, I was going to say, are all of these BL titles? These are all BL titles. Uh, There were a couple that just seemed suggestive enough, like 100 decibels pouring into you. You know, you see pouring into you and you start thinking... (laughs) Apparently that um that chapter of Sword Art Online does canonically happen in 2024. So oh boy, you know I was not even thinking about that, Helen. You just apparently something um Ghost in the Shell. Yes, the yes, two years. Thing. Blah blah blah. Oh, what what what's this about Laughing Man? Like the Laughing Man or something in um Ghost in the Shell. Apparently that also happens in 2024. We we are we do not have the. The time or authority or the, the, the we can't be doing this, Helen. We gotta move on. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm wondering this. what pot I just heard. <laughs> um Kanansha, okay, actually we got a couple huh, not, not too many licenses for these couple of companies, or just one at least. Uh Kanansha's have one digital announcement for January. Kosuke Nagi, Yugi uh, Yuri and Super Zombies. I left my A Ray party to help my former student who's Kanansha Depths. Uh sorry out. Um, yes, yeah, the one premise for this title. one is just making me side eye it so much. <laughs> it could be fine. It could not be fine. This is manga. No, I, 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 I. Sometimes I do try to judge things by the artwork. The artwork was just kind of not working for me. For this <laughs> so I said, yeah. Somebody had to tell me actually it's really good. Um, they, but like I said, they only just announced the one title for January, and then I guess they're gonna announce the one title for February too. They haven't announced this yet. 
I suspect the nuts this week because, well, the month's almost pretty much over. <laughs> they got to announce something for digital for February. Um, but this already leaked on retailers. Akamaru Inamoto's I Have a Crush at Work. But um, I feel like the past couple of years, at least these past two years, uh, kind of just kind of been lowering the digital output. I remember they used to just publish new stuff like every week. Yeah, really. Last year, it was like, what, two a month? Like, like twice during a month? And now to start... This uh, year, you have January and February, just one type, one new title for digital. I do wonder if Kodansha Japan, the parent company, I do wonder if with the release of K-Manga here in the U.S., if they're going to be trying to put more new titles out through there instead of having them like formally well, licensed by Kodansha I will, USA. I will say this. The A-Rank Party one was a title on K-Manga. Okay. And now that's also getting released in volume format. So it would hey, certainly look, make sense for them the, to take the titles and you know do them in volume format because then you could also sell them on Amazon. But I do wonder if that means they'll be putting more of a focus. They being Kodansha Japan, putting more of a focus on putting new titles onto K manga first and then having them licensed by Kodansha USA second. Yeah, that is something to definitely watch out for, and it, that Especially, probably does speak to why. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh yeah, and just to remind folks, K manga is run by. Kodansha Japan, Kodansha Parent, whatever you want to call them, not Kodansha USA. Just, just to remind folks that Kodansha USA actually does not control K-Manga. I understand this is a confusing thing, but everything about K-Manga is confusing, frankly. So, <laughs> uh, Once they get their points system ever figured out, then death will definitely definitely be in a much better place, but I don't know if it's going to happen anytime soon. I was going to say, that's a bold way of thinking that it's going to happen. <laughs> um, and then, uh, final bit of licensing news, uh, Last Gasp announced uh, a few weeks ago that they're going to bring over a new uh, Keichikoke work, Ultra Heaven. Um, so, uh, this is a three-volume series. It's supposed to come out this year. No exactly, uh, no data when this year, but it's just going to be planned for this year for sure. Right, and then in streaming news, uh, Studio Ponyak's The Imaginary is going to stream on Netflix. I believe this one also got an Oscar nomination, although I'm not sure. Uh, Netflix has also revealed that it's created a multi-film partnership to bring animated features from Studio Ponyak exclusively to its service. I'm not sure if that's something going forward or if the um, if it's just something going forward or if this will also involve some previous titles by Studio Ponyak. Uh, we shall wait and see. Mm -hmm. uh, the Demon Slayer Hashira training arc is going to be in theater soon. Isn't is that the one that had the TV series last year? Is that a moving version of that, or is that the no, next no, arc? this is gonna be the next arc. Okay, so it's the next. Like arc. last year, they're gonna obviously premiere like the first episode, first episode, or whatever, in like theaters or fans. Yeah, you see, Demon Slayer has a lot of training arcs, so I couldn't keep them all straight. Um, <laughs> and so. Uh, Oh no, this one looks like you gotta talk about it, Justin, because it says it's one of your first seasonal shows on a shady yes. site. Yes. Um This was not a show why would anybody pick a Manu Hinken show and see all those boobs and everything just like that on the screen just for, for, for mature art or for, for kids or whatever, young young adults like that. So this is back into summer two thousand eleven where um I finally got really into watching seasonal anime. I was just trying like, a bunch of stuff back then. Lots of stuff. And wondering was this, and I dropped out the one episode. <laughs> but now, all of a sudden, twenty, was this twenty eleven maybe? So tw 13, 12, 
my math is already off. Whatever. Thirteen. So all, so now all these the, the show later, is old enough to for to be a part of the audience that it is probably trying to reach. Crunchyroll. Why it's on it's, it's on Crunchyroll now. <laughs> but no, yeah. I, um, I was going to say like it's, horny it's... teenage boys, but <laughs> uh but yes, um it's not called Manual Hit Country anymore, it's called Manual Scroll. See that? Manual scroll. Oh, I thought I thought we were trying to like invoke stuff like ninja <laughs> scroll and you know the the what people remember of that one. But but that's what it's called on on Crunchyroll. But yeah, that it's all it's now on Crunchyroll now after all this time, and basically uncensored. I'm pretty sure when I watched it back in then, it was heavily censored, so I couldn't see literally anything. So no flashing lights or whatever like that. So yeah, for for those who thought about the series and want to watch it but we couldn't because of that or it was just like i need a new mature show or racy show to watch let's go watch this there you go you can do it now and then uh, i guess in final bit of uh streaming news no more pokemon app no more pocket monster series app ever well i don't want to say ever but yeah the the service the pokemon tv service is going to end uh in march uh so you got until then to watch anything pokemon related on that service wherever it was I didn't even realize you could access that in the U.S. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they've been at that. But like I said, like I don't know if people use it that much because the thing is, you have not just the Pokemon TV app, but you have Netflix. It's on like a bunch of other streamers, like Netflix, and I oh, assume yeah. it's on Hulu. So it's like, is there a need for it? Is it working out? There you go. So can we save this. money by firing the one tech person running the app? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right, I know we have already been talking for uh, 40 minutes, but now it is time for the meat of the episode. It's the winter anime season. <laughs> Helen, we are somehow going to talk about this in under 20 minutes. <laughs> uh, if you want to put that goal out into the world, you go ahead and do it. Okay, Justin, you've got more tiles than me. Go. Yes, winter 2024 season. Definitely a little bit of a step down from fall 2023, but there are some interesting titles that I'm keeping up with. Maybe one begrudge I'm keeping up with is Tales of Wedding Wings, <laughs> which is the only title on my list where I'm just like, it looks like butt. <laughs> um, and I guess that's also ton in cheek because it is very much a actually harem series. So is it a make... butt kind of show? Look. Or is it more of the, a boob the... kind of show? Uh, this recent episode I watched today definitely had the nipples all out there. So okay, so like, it's more of a boob show than a butt show. So it looking um, like ass is not actually um, thematically important. Um, well, the point is... Okay, just so I can sum this up, basically, main character Sato um, has a childhood friend, Hime. Hime is actually someone who came from another world. But this is a secret. Nobody knows this except him. Um, she grows up. Well, they both grow up, obviously. But then she has to go back home and get married to some who knows who what but these political reasons all the good stuff sato says no i don't want you to go and he decides to join her in the new world and do a whole sense of accidents and him just saying no i don't want to have this guy be my 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 husband or whatever and have these rings i'm gonna marry my my childhood friend instead um he becomes the ring king and now has to save the world from the abyss king and everything um so yeah, this was a series that was by Maybe. If the Maybe sounds familiar, this is the Duskman Amnesia and uh, To the Abandoned uh, Sacred Beast creator creators. I believe Maybe is a two-person team. Um, so yeah, obviously I was reading that. Um, 
manga is kind of interesting. Um, it's it, it, in some ways it's nice to just kind of look look at these earlier episodes or these like just look see how it is now anime form, just see like how it was back then. But the problem is the visuals are not very good. There is this kind of shiny, especially in the first episode, like the brightness filters like so high, you could literally like not see any mouths or lips or whatever. I'm just like, that is a bold well, new way to what, uh, what is to not need to animate things. And then um, when you know where your focus is going to be on the fan service, that means the other parts are going to be kind of lacking. And that means in the action part, which, yeah, this past episode was kind of rough. <laughs> just just not very good. So my, my patience will basically be like, how long do I decide I want to actually keep up with this? Or do I just want to revisit the manga? Although it's now a little bit harder to do that because I used to read this on Crunchyroll manga. <laughs> Crunchyroll manga does not exist anymore. So... Um, yeah, I guess the uh, uh, other option is to just borrow it from the library or just see, like, yes. buy it digitally, but who knows. The point is, yeah, it's definitely one of my worser titles compared to everything else I have on my list. Yeah, I was going to ask if you even like the manga, but it sounds like the answer to that is yes. <laughs> yeah, 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 like, for what most part, maybe, what I read from maybe is pretty good. How edgy um, is it? Um definitely i was uh yeah yeah especially in the later funny enough in the later chapters they definitely go into yes it's time to go do the deed but is it but is it better etchy or worse etchy or just incomparable to manuscripts (laughs) manuscroll manuscripts manuscripts um it's a bit better because there's more of a story obviously and there's more you can tell like this is what maybe is kind of comfortable doing so there's definitely more of a theme like there's there's stuff work that works here and obviously i won't have to worry about shoddy action scenes <laughs> all right so i ended up dropping so many shows for the fall season i don't know if i can say that this is like the same a step up or a step down from the fall season at the end uh, I did go on Taiku Podcast's um, top anime of 2023 um, episode, in which I explained why Trinae Gundam just kind of ruined the fall season for me because nothing else interested me as much. And admittedly, if Trinae Gundam was still streaming, I'd still be watching that over probably half this list. But it is not. So in the meantime, I am entertaining myself during my lunch at work by watching things like Seventh Time Loop. Um, seventh Time Loop. What is it? Like the villainous wants to lead a restful life or something? I got the novel right next to me right now. <laughs> read it out. Read out the full title, Justin. Seven time look the villainous enjoys a carefree life married to her worst enemy. Yes, there we go. Um, which <laughs> when I first saw that, I was like, was this based off a of webtoon? No, it's based off a novel. Um, a different one I'm going to mention is based off a of webtoon. Um, but uh, just like the title says, our villainous quote unquote is now on her seventh life because she keeps dying young. And getting returned to the point in which her engagement was broken off. So I gotta say, if there's a higher being in this universe who is, you know, having her repeat her life over and over, they really need to, like, come give her instructions at this point. Because clearly something is not going right if, you know, they're on the seventh try with this. And she's lived a different life every time, you know, and she's felt fairly fulfilled in all of them. She's, um, after getting kicked out of her house, you know, she's worked as a merchant. She's worked as, um like a pharmacist, as a maid, as a knight, you know, in each case, just building up on knowledge she had in her previous life, like making sure to grab more things when she's, you know, disowned from her family for being, you know, de-fiancéed and stuff like that. And this time around, it seems like she is going to marry the crown prince of another country, who is the one who killed her in her last life, just like stabbed her through the chest, so she's still 
on edge about this, but when the crown prince of another country says you're going to marry him, you don't have a lot of options, especially when, you know, there's a lot of other people at the scene to prevent you from running off. Although she does try, sort of. I mean, she, yes. like, she, she like grabs a sword <laughs> and he's like, where'd you learn how to use that? And it's like, I cannot, I, um, that's classified. Um, I'm definitely enjoying her so far. Um, she's fun. The show looks better than I expected since I just got gotten kind of used to these shoujo, shoujo audience adjacent series having kind of lackluster animation. But there was actually a fun scene in uh, the last episode I watched, which involves uh, the crown prince and our villainous um, dancing and trying to outdo each other in these ballroom dancing moves. And it was actually animated all right. Like there was actual real dynamism to it. You could understand that they were not just shipped in a cell across the screen. You know, Um, we've all seen um, some shows take on shots that are way more complicated than they have the production time for. So yeah, this one's been fun so far. Uh, So far, I don't feel compelled to pick up the light novel series, but we'll see how I feel uh, once it's all over. And uh, the series is ongoing, right? Yep. Yeah. So uh, it will almost certainly not cover the full thing. So we will see if I want to continue on once the anime is done. And then um, the light novel volume, the volume six, the light novel just ca- uh, I think is just coming out in Japan. So mm-hmm. uh, I' gonna guess this is just a guess. Is either gonna just go through the first two volumes? That it, that's all I can figure. Unless it just do a whole one volume, I I doubt it. Have uh, you started reading the copy of the light novel? You have yeah, yeah, I read the. I've actually already read the light. Um, when I picked it was volume three. I actually already read the first two. Uh, I was about to say, why did you start with volume three? <laughs> Um, I read the first two volumes, and I also read the uh, manga for this too. Uh, basically, I think the first four volumes that's out basically should cover this anime, but we'll see. Uh, we'll see what they're gonna do. But yeah, um, I I will only disagree on one point. I think the visuals could be a little bit better. Oh I yeah, know, I, I'm saying how... that my bar was pretty low. We have cleared that bar. Okay, all right. Things um, could yeah, almost the... always look better than they do. Yes. Yes. Um... And then, yes, the, the dancing was definitely a... That was definitely really good. Especially just because of the fact that Rishi and Otto are just <laughs> competing, essentially competing at each other. So it's like, oh, yeah, that that's the good stuff right there. <laughs> um, but, yes, yeah, I'm just the uh, visuals. Yeah, I'm really enjoying the anime. Um, looks like the staff has a good understanding of the material and what to try to adapt uh, so far. So that's been pretty fun. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely one of my top shows of the season. Um, I think Sign of, uh, Sign of Affection is also up there too for me. Um, obviously, this is the base of my by Sue Morishita. Um, and this one involves somebody that's deaf and she falls in love with the handsome Itsuumi. Itsuumi, I guess that's how you say it. Um, but obviously, I think one of the appeals of Fly from just the deaf part is the fact that it's set in college. We have essentially uh, older characters in a setting where you're just like. You don't get this type of stuff often. And I think from what I've seen so far, it's been pretty good visual-wise. Although I, get, I, I still kind of get used to the visuals a little bit, but overall visual-wise, I've been kind of enjoying it. Um, I think especially like how things look in the backgrounds and how they kind of communicate how Yuki's feeling and everything. That that I think personally, it looks like the staff has kind of nailed that. Um, I didn't get just watch this week's episode. I watched the first two episodes, but I think it's so far so good personally for me. And since... Uh, um, our main character is deaf. I'm not watching this, but I've read some of the manga. They're having to do, um, from what I've seen online, you know, fairly good animation of, you know, sign language. Or I think she 
technically finger spells. I, I, I remember there being like a note in the manga talking about um, just um, how she signs out things. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then obviously you, she uses sign or text or basically ways to communicate with other people. So, um, yeah, I've seen some clips on Twitter and it looks like that's been integrated pretty nicely as people have been looking at her childhood friend and be like, wow, he's kind of trash. He just <laughs> wants to, you know, keep her the, locked the, away in a room and the, not let her do anything independent. Um, the weirdest thing I discovered when the anime premiered, and I was looking up like opinions for this, and like apparently France loves Oshi for some reason. It's like, why? <laughs> what, what, what am I missing here? France, we are judging your Oshis, your, your taste in Oshis. <laughs> like, that, that's a weird thing to discover when this happens. It's always so funny when you just randomly discover things that happen because when, when something gets animated, it's like, okay, that's something I did not even think about when the manga comes out. But yeah. Obviously, like there might be some sort of good guy in Oshi, but clearly it's not really he's not really showing it. So you're, you're, you're I don't get it. <laughs> what makes him likable? Is he handsome enough to, <laughs> compared to Tatsumi? I guess maybe I don't know. I don't think so. But whatever. But yeah, have a good time with that. And I guess before I take a little break and let you talk about anything else you're watching, uh, showing the Blue Exorcist in the it's season three is so weird because it's like. Okay, yeah, Blue Exorcist Season 1, this aired, like, what, in college? So, what, 2009, 2010, somewhere around there? Then you have Season 2, they're, like, 2016, 2017. Now you have Season 3. It's 2024. You think I remember everything that happened in that series? <laughs> and <laughs> now, it's now, weird I... because it's not been for a lack of material since, um... I'm not watching the season, but I've read enough of the manga to be like, yeah, this material's actually been around for a while, so it wasn't that they were having to wait for the manga to generate more <laughs> yeah so i guess the only thing is yeah a1 picture said no we're not doing this anymore <laughs> uh, although we do have to ignore the first few first the last few episodes of the first season where they had caught up to the manga and they did create an anime original ending and so you do have to go into the first future seasons just being like yeah we're just gonna pretend that didn't happen just get back on track with the manga <laughs> so yeah um so yeah, just from that standpoint, I just gotta get to adjusting that. But I mean, this le- this recent episode I watched uh, early today got me kind of back into it because obviously we've got things happening, we've got a new group, the Illuminati showing up, and then I was like, okay, yeah, now let's go, let's see what we got here. So yeah, um, we'll see how it goes for Blue Exorcist and how long I can keep up with it. But so far, so good. All right. So speaking of the other um, shoujo flavored. Well, I guess, I guess some time loop isn't technically an isekai. It is, in fact, a time loop. But for the shoujo-flavored um, isekai I'm watching this season, uh, Dr. Elsie, where we have a girl who was, um, in her first life, a pampered noble girl who became empress, and the country got overthrown and led to revolution, and, you know, she died. You, you know, the, the death is a pretty integral part of isekai these days. So then she actually gets reborn on Earth, um, living as an orphan and you know that kind of you know sets her on the right path you know it changes her she realizes what she did wrong in her past life and becomes much more empathetic and decides she really wants to help people so she studies medicine and becomes a surgeon you know becoming quite good at her job you know it's well liked by her colleagues there's quite a few patients who are very grateful for what she was able to do since she had a good demeanor and is able to pull off some trickier surgeries and then she dies in a plane crash. She doesn't die immediately, though. Like, after the plane crash, she's able to initially help a number of people. 
um, with her, you know, medical skills, you know, this is one of those moments where if anyone was still around with an intercom, they'd be calling for a doctor on board. But um, she passes away, you know, just as rescuers are coming into sight, you know, maybe she could have hung on a bit longer, but she's feeling both kind of fulfilled with the life she lived, but also kind of not. It's kind of sad to once again be dying so young. And then she wakes back up as her, in her original life. Um, she's, um, let's see, I think at that point, her engagement hasn't quite been formally announced, but it's very, very close. And she's, she's actually been grounded for a week in her room for um, shenanigans, mm. I guess. And is coming out, you know, as a di very different person, you know, much more considerate, thoughtful, happy to see her family. And some of her family's like, oh, I see that week away did a good, did good for you. And some other parts of her family are like, who are you? What <laughs> happened? One week should not have been enough for this. And so now she's, she's really less interested in becoming the crown prince's fiance again. She doesn't really want to go through that life. Instead, she actually would like to continue her work as a doctor since now that she has all this knowledge from what she learned on earth, she thinks that she could put that to good use. And so, um, I don't think I've seen the latest two episodes. I've seen two or three. And um, at that point, it seems like the main thrust of the story so far is going to be her um, trying to get started as a doctor to kind of win a bet, prove that she can do it. And uh, of course, you know, as these stories typically tend to go, now that she's not actively pursuing the crown prince, I believe he is more <laughs> interested in her now, you know? Um, nah, what are you talking about? The, 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 nah, these nah, love nah, interests nah. are kind of like cats, you know. <laughs> yeah, these love interests are kind of like cats, you know. It's like when you're trying to love on them, they're like, "No, get away from you." But then when you're ignoring them, they're like, "Hey, hey, adore me, love me, praise me." It's like, no, go away. <laughs> no, nah, don't, don't, don't fall for that. The the, the prompt is definitely not interested in her anymore. Not, not at all. <laughs> well, you're not watching I, this I one, am are you? This one, it's, it's. Oh. Um, I actually like. Oh, oh, you put it farther down the list. Okay, I, I started talking about this one because I thought you hadn't, so I was thinking I would give you a break. No, no, it's it's fairly fine. Um, I'll just be quick. Yeah, I've been enjoying it. Uh, you know, it's funny. Once the music... You know, it's funny. When she does the medical thing and starts doing stuff, and the music kicks in, I just get right into it. I just, I just get really into it because it's like, oh, snap, <laughs> about to do some healing stuff. Oh, it's going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, snap, science. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just, you know, but yeah, also, yeah, the, the, the double isekai part definitely is like, I guess unique in one way, but um, you do kind of. I have known a couple of other series that have done this, but it's definitely more unusual. It's much more usual to see like straight up time yeah, loops. It's, yeah, it's definitely um, interesting that perspective. I, 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 this is the part I kind of wish that they. I want to know she would heal that, get to that, or I wish she was able to heal that person in other country though. And I, I do kind of wish that she. Would... Yeah, I do feel kind of sad because she had been on a on a plane trip to go to another country, I think to like yeah. Germany or something to do like a really specialized surgery. Yeah. And now I'm really hoping that person back on earth was going to be okay. That they'd yeah. be able to find so that's, somebody else yeah, to that's, do yeah. it. So like, it the, the only uh, sometimes problem I have with like these type of isekai, or I guess it's just everything, obviously like when you set up the real world thing and you do enough to be like, okay, this is what happened there. I kind of want to know what happened to those people in the real world. Um, yeah. Uh, this might be a bit of a shout out, maybe a call out. But it's kind of made me think about Red River, the manga, for a bit, where I kind of sort of wish she had, was able to go back at some point, but oh, she never did. But uh, massive spoiler, but that's this is an old series. But yeah, the point is, 
<laughs> that that was not the series I was expecting you to reference um, right there. Just gonna say. But yeah, I read this long ago. So, but yeah, but the point is, like sometimes Isekai does that. I'm like, eh, kind of. Even though that's not the point technically, but I kind of want to know, especially if you set up well enough. And I think Doctor Lisa set up well enough to where she kind of knew colleagues. She had helped people out, and she was about to help somebody else out. But now she's in her old original world, which does she did kind of want to go back, but still. But yeah, I'm having a good time with it. Yeah, there's not many isekai that do that super well or super thoughtfully. Like, um, I feel like Housekeeping Mage actually does that pretty well. Or you can really see just how disruptive it would be to, you know, our main character. As far as we know, she didn't even die. You know, she was just plucked and put in this other world. And just how disruptive that would be in every single way. And you get a very small number of flashes back to Earth from, like, family members who are, you know having to accept that she has probably died and they're just never going to find the body, you know? Um, since, yeah, I agree with you. It, it's, kind, it's kind of one of the fundamental flaws of Isekai is that you have to buy into the fact that somehow nothing on Earth was worth remembering long-term for these people, except, like, food, you know? Because, because they got, cause everyone's got to introduce mayonnaise to their world or something like that. I, get, I think some recent Isekai go, like, look at my anime and... Or look at I'm gonna miss the anime or manga or stuff like that. But obviously, food is definitely the number one thing for sure. And I get missing food, but still, you don't have to miss it that much. <laughs> Listen, there there is a real problem with isekai, you know, colonizing um, other worlds with their food. And I'm so glad that um, the executioner in her way of life, you know, was calling that out. You know, just the horrors that can be brought upon your society by having <clears throat> way too many Japanese teenage immigrants. Mm. All right, <clears throat> gonna try to run through a couple more now. Um, Tomozaki has returned, volunteer character Tomozaki season two. So more. Oh yeah, I'm gonna try to be better at life somehow. I'm not gonna be just in the gaming. Although right now we're in a bullying arc, <laughs> so it's like, what? Get me out of this bullying arc? No. I mean, it's not. It's it's interesting so far, but just like, huh? I was not counting on that coming. I was not counting this being this long. I hope it gets resolved pretty soon. Uh, we did have something of a cliffhanger at the last episode, so maybe Tomozaki and crew will get this resolved. Um, let's see. We talked about that loosely. I'm going to skip over that one title because you have it on your list. Fluffy Paradise. Um, it is exactly what it says on the tin. Our main character died from overwork. No. For some reason, God tasked her to be like, hey, you should probably observe who these characters, who, who who's, who's, who these humans, what these humans are doing, and if they're being like very considerate of other races and everything like that. Uh, God, why are you telling me this when I'm dying here? Um, okay, and then it's life too. And then the God's like, okay, I'm gonna, I can grant you any ability you want. What do you want? She's like, let me fluff all the animals. So like, uh, what was it that one I read? Reincarnated as a saint or the saint thing? Fluffy, yeah, the saint, the beast tamer. There you go. Oh yeah, Saint. No, I'm a passing that beast one. tamer. Yes, uh, so basically like that. This is the first uh, fluff yeah. everything. So yes, that is what this character is doing. Midori. She is fluffing everything. Animals, sacred beasts, dragons, the whole works. And I have to admit, I read the first volume of the light novel. It was fine. That that's really all I can say. And the same for the anime. It's fine. <laughs> um, I I kind of. It's not every light novel, obviously. Some might judge, or I guess it applies for most things. But if I have a compelling reason to read a light novel more than once, that probably is a good thing. Even if like the content might be like 
why would you read this? But the point is, if it gets me to try to go to the next volume or at least buy it, the problem is I'm hooked. I was not compelled to <laughs> buy the next volume of Fluffy Paradise. And that's not saying it was bad. Just something about it just didn't like endear me. And then one thing that happened in the light novel was that it was in uh, Midori's voice when she knows better as an adult. Now she's in a child's body, obviously, but her thoughts and her actions just don't seem to work well with me. The anime kind of cuts this out a little bit because mm-hmm. obviously it's more an animated form. You can only have so much dialogue in an anime in, in animated format. But still, like, mm. but so far it's fine because it's not. It's like it's again, it's light entertainment, nothing to worry about. And then uh, before I take one more, I, I was just gonna say that point about you know the character should eventually be an adult, but they don't really act like it. They act like yeah. a kid. It reminds me of a webtoon I read where um, our main character has had a time loop, and we discover later on. It's hinted early on, and it gets confirmed later that another character's also gone through a time loop. And she's like, wait, you were the one who did this. You should have suspected that something was wrong, right? And he's like, well, you were really good at acting like a 10-year-old. <laughs> you know? And then she's like, I can't even say anything about that. <laughs> and then uh, the other one I'm going to talk about is Hokkaido girls are super adorable because, you know, you got to be... Sp- Nowadays, you got to be very specific about where you set your have your settings. You can't just be in Japan or Tokyo or anything like that. You got to send a Tokyo person into Hokkaido for some reason. Okay, I'm kidding. You can't just say girls are adorable. You, you got to be, you know, specific. Yes, you got to say girls. Your specific girls, 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 all that stuff. Basically, our main character is now in Hokkaido. Got used to the slang there. But the thing is... Excuse me. <clears throat> now he's got to realize the Hokkaido girls are going to be like... Wait, you're from Tokyo? That's a big city. That's amazing. Problem is, the main character is kind of like a nobody. He's not. He's not really like stands out or anything like that. It's just not impressive. But because he's specifically from Tokyo, that means he's kind of important for them. Um, it definitely has some harem tendencies. But so far, from what the anime is depicted, it's fine. Uh, this is no I've read the manga for. Some manga plus. Um, it's a. It's, it's an interesting romance. Um, there is a middle part where it gets a little like too dramatic and everything. But in the end, I think there are some choices that happen in that series that work. But then, as for the anime, so far, I think it's been depicting things pretty decently. So, having a decent time with it. Uh, definitely for those interested in some romance, but specifically, you got to know some Hokkaido. You're, you're going to learn or try to remember some Hokkaido tips. What's funny is I read the manga for this, and they, every chapter there's some sort of Hokkaido message or thing you're going to learn. None of it sticks to me. I just cannot remember it whatsoever. So, of course, the anime is going to try to do the same thing. Not quite as well, obviously, because of time constraints. But they'll make some specific Hokkaido thing. So, it's nice. It's fine. Let's see. Okay, I don't think this one's on your list. Sengoku Yoku? Okay. Uh, this is the latest adaptation of a Satoshi uh, Mizukami work. Uh, he of, uh, let's see, Spirit Circle. Um Biscuit Hammer, and good news, everybody, it looks better than Biscuit Hammer, at least. We have cleared the, the a low bar. Gotta be better than Biscuit Hammer. <laughs> yeah, got, we, are, we, think. we are pretending that the we Biscuit think. Hammer anime did not exist. You know, we are just doing our best to forget about that. But fortunately, so far, this one looks better and is scheduled to be a whopping 39 episodes in this day and age. So it should be able to cover everything at a good pace. I've not read more than the first few chapters of the Sengoku Yaku um, manga, Though it has been licensed, it over, has here. Been licensed over here, the Tokyo oh, Pop. Okay. <laughs> Let's say it wasn't licensed. Sorry, it was licensed by Tokyo <laughs> Pop. That's the problem. 
That is part of the problem, anyway. Um, I still so wonder. I, I still how wonder how the heck they got it. That is a stunner. Uh, I don't know. Um, especially since Seven Seasons has been picking up Mizukami's more recent works. Maybe he's maybe Mizukami switched publishers in Japan. That is the so that only things up. only thing I'm thinking of. It was at a different magazine yeah. or a different publisher. Yeah. Anyway, so I can't speak to how it compares, but so far it feels uh, fairly solidly paced. We're in. They do, they do give an actual year. It is sort of just like warring states period of Japan. You know, we're kind of out in the countryside. We've got some regular people. We got some people with superpowers. Uh, I know that um, part of the premise is that you know we got a new guy who's meeting up two characters who've been together for a while. And I'm looking at him. I'm like, yeah, either this guy's gonna die or he's gonna be changed radically. He is just too stereotypical shonen lead to survive in a Mizukami series either way. You know. Either he's going to die or he's going to be radically changed. So we'll, we'll just see it. At first I thought he was going to die. Now I'm thinking he's probably going to survive and just be radically changed. So, again, it's a 39 episode series and we're only like four or five episodes in at this point. So at this point, I'm like, yeah, I'm enjoying it, but I'm here for the long haul before I start making any sweeping statements on it. <laughs> I am excited, though, because it was one that I'd heard a number of fans had really enjoyed the manga for over the years. So I was excited to hear that it was going to be licensed. And then I saw this Tokyo Ball. <laughs> so, um... It's definitely one of the shows I'm making time for every week. Now I gotta somehow talk about three other shows. I mean, do you want me to keep no, talking? I, I got, we got. I'm pretty sure we're long past the 20 minutes. I have promised. It's like I gotta keep going. My instant definitely is overpowered. Where is my light novel? There we go. It's right next to me. I have volume two of this. The actual full title, because the anime had to shorten it. They they called it that, but the my instant definitely is overpowered. The actual long title is "My Instant Death." My instant death ability is so overpowered. No one in this other world stands a chance against me. Basically, you know how in Isekai, they send these kids or students or whatever to another world. They gain power. They become smug. They become evil or whatever. Blah blah blah. Basically, what somebody didn't realize when they summoned one this one bus with a bunch of students in it, one of them is already an anomaly and cannot be defeated. That would be Yogiri. He basically is a project project that was discovered in the real world. He has been hidden basically from sight because of his powers. Um, he has been helped out a little bit over time over that because of that. So he's not actually like grown up to be like a, oh, I'm just going to kill everything. But then at some point he gets sent to another world and lots of people yeah did you say that they summoned an they entire summoned, bus full of high schoolers they summoned a bus full of high schoolers to another world like basically they were going to a trip, ah, so on a someone, trip. someone got a good deal they're, on their summer you know they got they got like a 26 for they're, one they're deal. on a trip and then they were gonna just be like okay we're gonna make you all you sages and you're gonna help us find these people or fi help us fight these invade um these people and everything and you're gonna help us out or else you're gonna die <laughs> that's basically the the, the random premise of the, the current sages um so they basically send these students on missions the thing is three other people didn't accept one of their, their systems like the systems they had these certain systems that they were supposed to accept but they didn't install them for them so the three students sorry i think it's four actually it's four students um they got left on the bus because of this uh they, they basically <laughs> had no powers and there was supposed to be a dragon that was supposed to attack the bus and the current students had to figure out a way to you know survive so basically yeah they left them but the problem is yogi was one of what was left and yogi basically kills the dragon <laughs> um so yes this is probably my guilty pleasure 
uh, anime series because hate to say this but the direction for this is not great it is more intended to be more like a comedic version because it basically brings all the isekai tropes but then it's like the isekai tropes doesn't matter because this guy is here <laughs> you brought him over you fools this is the problem of so many people on the roads problems can happen and the, the they don't realize this problem and then the, the anime staff doesn't seem to really understand it they don't seem <laughs> to understand how to put that together so that's kind of i'm thinking of the gundam meme now and it's like like the straight line is you know um comedy about overdone isekai tropes but the part going over it or something is like oh power fantasy <laughs> so yeah um i think the line was pretty funny pretty solid series um i'll see I, there's definitely some ways i kind of want to see in the anime that's kind of why i'm continuing with this but yeah definitely not one of the better efforts for sure um Meanwhile, we're going to go straight out to... Oh, actually, since we, I think this will be the last new show. All right, I'm going to skip over this. Tis time for a torture princess. Pine Jam, thank you. Thank you for so much for animating it the way, way it is. It is definitely... Actually, surprisingly, a visual standout. I was not expecting that. And now, granted, they did do it, uh, do it yourself, which is also pretty good looking, uh, relatively speaking, for, pretty much for all this run. Um, but you still wouldn't think they were carried over to, to this. But they did, and it's great. Basically, the story is the princess, strong, mighty, basically a leader. Everybody, everybody will follow her. She gets captured by the demons, and they're, they're going to go torture her for information of the for for the empire. They're going to get all the information, but the princess will stand strong. She will deal with any type of torture. Doesn't matter if it's physical or anything like that, except one type of torture that she did not consider that that would be food torture, not food. This feels like a mashup of um, the Sleepy Princess and the Demon Castle, and also um, I'm giving a crash course in naughtiness <laughs> to the noble it, lady I yeah, kidnapped, or whatever it is. It feels like a mashup of those it's, two. It's, it's I, obviously the problem is it's very acquired taste because it's literally just one thing. Now it does branch out over time, obviously, but still the main draw is the fact that the the princess resolutely faces the torturer. Tor it's Torturer Totora, I think that's the, 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 the torture is in her name, but um, basically she faces her with common or with certain courage, but the one time there's food that shows up, her, her, her desire to, to stand strong wavers immediately, um, but yeah, this is funny um, for me personally, and the fact that it's getting this type of animation and everything is just a bonus. <laughs> um, the only thing I will say is maybe it could have been shorter. I don't always like... Um, I feel like these are best in bits and spurts instead of like these like TV series. Like the actual chapters aren't very long, mm -hmm. so it's like, eh, I don't think you need to actually make it a TV series. But I, I will not complain. I'm basically enjoying every second of the show. And now, actually, yeah, I need more break. Sorry. <laughs> I was gonna say we should start talking about the other food show, Delicious and Dungeon. Yes, let's go do, do that. Yes, start, start us off, please. I need a break. <laughs> Yeah, so um, I'm still kind of surprised that Studio Trigger was um, ticked to animate this, but they're doing well so far. Delicious and Dungeon is based off of a manga that both Justin and I have enjoyed, where you've got your adventurer party and they've been exploring a dungeon and they fuck up. They were underprepared to run into a dragon, which was roaming around the dungeon where you wouldn't expect to see it anyway. Um, they do not have a complete party wipe, but they do... Um, lose their healer she gets eaten by the dragon and so everyone else has to make a hasty retreat 
and um, Laos, who is um, the brother of the healer, Phelan, he's like, okay, so you can do resurrection magic in the dungeon because of the way the dungeon kind of holds onto souls after death for a little bit. So you can actually do this. And dragons take a long time to digest their food. So we might have a month because if we kill the dragon, we can kind of get her out and revive her as long as she hasn't been like turned into poop yet. <laughs> and you might ask, can you not do it if anyone's been turned to poop? And it's like, nobody has <laughs> tried yet and we do not want to be the ones trying it. And so, and so like some of the party members have already just left because this is just... You know, they, they don't think there's a way to get her back. They think this will be, you know, just a suicidal journey. And a couple of folks are sticking around with him. We've got Marcella, a half-elf, and Chilluk, um, a uh, half-foot. And they're trying to figure out, you know, how can we get the money to go back in the dungeon? Because we were just there. We don't have anything to sell. And Laos is like, I bet we can save money if we just eat in the dungeon. You know, we don't have to carry supplies with us. We can move a little faster. We don't need to spend money on it. And the other two are looking at him being like, you fuck, you've wanted to eat the you've wanted to eat the things in the dungeon for a long time, haven't you? Oh, don't turn away! Don't turn away! Admit it! Admit it, you monster eater! And so they go in. Um, Laos is very interested in starting immediately. They thankfully run into a dwarf named Senshi who has been in the dungeon for quite a while and actually knows what things are poisonous or untasty to eat and can, like, make sure they don't all die of food poisoning. He's like, yeah... I just couldn't leave you guys alone. I feel so bad if you guys died from malnutrition, which is true. And so now they are journeying deeper and deeper into the dungeon on the path, on the trail of the red dragon um, to try and get Phelan out as quick as possible since resurrection magic is not easy to start with. So even if they've got a little bit of time, they definitely don't want to push it. And so far they've already tried eating things like basilisk and man-eating plants and... Um, Using golems as gardening blocks they, and getting they, vegetables they, off they, of they them. They tried to steam a, a knight, basically a metal armor. <laughs> yeah, they, they they said, what if that living armor, what if it wasn't ghosts or being controlled by something else? What if it's actually just a very elaborate crustacean? <laughs> it's like, I would try out a lot of the food in the, du the dungeon that they make, but probably not that one since I'm already a little suspicious of some shellfish. I, I wouldn't be able to do that one. <laughs> Yeah, um, it is very interesting to see this on. Uh, first of all, I think it's kind of good that it's on Netflix for some reason, just because it's good that it's getting weekly drops. Yes, they did not all they, drop they, it at once. Yeah, they decided to just drop it, and then also same day Samuel dub. So it's like, oh yeah, you can watch it in English, watch it in any language you want, just like in Japan. Beautiful, just beautiful. Yes, um, I saw a clip that someone had made. They were splicing in. I think they had all the English voices except Marcella's and just showing her and like her throwing bits for like, no, I don't want to eat monsters. No, no, no. But in German. <laughs> and Joe, of course the owner would do this. Of course they would. German is just a very good language when you need to sound angry about things. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's definitely one of my favorite shows of the season. Um, just the, the, the food aspect just really gets to me. And then obviously... They gotta rescue Fallen at some point. Save her. Save her getting turned into poop. Save her, please. Um, yeah, I am curious how much it's gonna get adapted since yeah, it's interesting. the manga wrapped up at 14 volumes, and I don't think we're doing 14 volumes in 26 episodes. Or at least, please God, trigger Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, so far, the pacing doesn't make me think they're gonna do that, so maybe we'll get, like, halfway through to, like, volumes 7 and 8. There's, there's a, um, a point at which you could pause at there. Not end, but pause. And so, you know, crossing my fingers, maybe they'll, maybe they have plans to do a second season at some point and just adapt the whole thing. 
or it'll just wrap it up with like a movie. That would be kind of hard to do, like that many volumes. It would be hard. Like I guess, like I said, it depends on what, like how far they really go. I guess. Yeah. Trigger, do not be ambitious. Do not try to fit that many volumes into a movie. It will not be good. <laughs> <laughs> now it'll be like part one and part two what <laughs> anyways <laughs> <laughs> delicious in dungeon the final movie part one <laughs> um all right gonna run over to my final bit of winter shows and these are all sequels to stuff that aired um last I just year got, like, the really weird stuff so the the danger in my heart season two um it's interesting they call it season two even though this aired um in spring of 2023 this is secretly a part two. Don't tell, don't, don't listen to them. It's a part two. But, um, basically, yeah, Anna, Kyotaro, they're back along with the friends. And is he finally going to admit he actually likes Anna? Is it finally going to happen? I guess it's finally going to happen. Um, yeah, so far, it's definitely, um, good start to the season for sure. Uh, I know the opening has been going around the internet. I've seen that at least. Um, so yeah, it's definitely the staff. They've definitely decided to up the game on this one. Um, Ursa Yasura season two. This was um. Now this is actually a proper sequel. This aired fall twenty twenty two. It went into twenty twenty three. Then it took a break because it's on Notiana Block, and they had to make room for Marie Kenshin. And now it's returned again, <laughs> back on Thursdays, and that means more Ataru and Lum shenanigans. Thank you, Rumiko Takahashi. Thank you once again for more Alien shenanigans we really appreciate it let's see and then for my should i just do both my final two shows at once sure yeah so i've got uh, metallic rouge which is a bones original um series involving uh there's characters on mars there's you know levels of inequality and injustice and characters seeking to bridge it no, I'm not talking about Carol on Tuesday. You know, this one, this time it's not a division between, you know, the people on Earth and the people of Mars. It's between humans and um, some robots, androids, whatever you'd want to technically define them as, called Neans, who were previously adapted, previously created to be weapons of war. Um, I think there was, like, some alien invaders at one point, and that's what they were fighting off? Uh... Think that's what it was but anyway and now they're just sort of like this robot servant underclass um our main characters are going around trying to kill a couple of the really powerful means one of them rouge is in fact also a mean kind of secretly since she doesn't have a lot of the outward characteristics you'd expect of them like um circuitry on her face it's much more subtle on her and i'm enjoying it so far it is interesting that it feels a lot like a 2000s era sci-fi series but at the same time, I can already tell that this is going to be a one-core show because they're already moving through um, plot beats faster than I would have expected if this had been a 2000-era show. Just, when you had more episodes, you had more time to let things breathe a little bit, to let the characters sort of naturally unfold as the audience comes to understand them instead of having to do it much more tightly. And just, I, I, I miss having that flexibility and pacing sometimes, right. you know? Um, it's a good looking show. I'm enjoying it. I'm definitely joking that it is in the same universe as Carol on Tuesday and, um, Cowboy Bebop. Uh, it's, it's not, but I'm, <laughs> I, I just find it funny that Studio Bones keeps, or people who go on to found Studio Bones keep making shows set in, set on Mars. The only reason I will say it's definitely not those is because 
there's a shot in the opening where our two mainish characters are looking at what looks like the sun has been turned into a black hole and it's like, well, somebody fucked up there. Um, oh, and it also has a very cheesy but very fun uh, insert song for the fight scenes. And you know what else is very cheesy? <laughs> um, the internet convinced me to try out Brave Bang, Brave Ren, which is, uh, some aliens come, and so does, you know, a giant mecha, and so we're fighting off the aliens. And this time, uh, the mecha is sentient, which is not something you typically see in series these days. Or if you do, it's a kind of like a low-key intelligence, but this one, the guy is... I'm going to call it Robot a Guy, because that, that seems to be what I'm supposed to be thinking at this point. Um, it's very definitely his own personality. He yells a lot. It is important that he yells out his attacks as he's going. He's playing his own theme music, like in the old Super Robot shows, as they are doing things. Um, the internet led me to think that this was going to be gayer than um, Gundam Witch from Mercury. They were like, ha you know, the version of the Chad meme. It's like, listen, all we have so far is some innuendos and like a it's guy that, being put in uncomfortable situations. Isn't that all you need? It's like, what is this? Is this like a 2000 era BL? <laughs> I thought we were going to have something more than that at least. Jeez. And the innuendos are uh, pretty pretty over the top with the robot talking about, yes, he saw me, my fated partner, and he went inside of me and all of that. And it's like, all right, then. Grasping the controls of my cockpit. Okay there, please, sir. <laughs> and this is maybe his late night show, but it's not one of those shows. So... I'm not entirely sure I'm going to finish it. Um, I'm sticking around for the moment then, but just... You know, you get to this point in the season, you know, a few episodes in, where you're like, okay, I'm right or die. I'm going to see the show to the end, no matter what it is. And for this one, I'm just like, I'm not sure I really owe you that much loyalty. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how this goes. Say that, but I'm like, am I right or die with Tales of Redding Wings? Am I really going to be right or die with this anime? <laughs> I mean, if you've been reading the manga, I kind of think you're locked down mm, Not necessarily. Point. I've dropped bad manga, I mean anime to or manga to anime if the anime is bad that i'm not watching it <laughs> yeah once again biscuit hammer <laughs> and i have not had the time yet to try out um Buchigiri, but i'm hoping to since uh, it wasn't on my radar until i saw the trailer for it during the ann trailer watch party but that looks like a lot of fun but I'm also scared since apparently some of the staff were already tweeting out in Japanese after the first episode, like, our schedule is fucked. This thing would not have been finished if not for me. And it's like, director, why did you go back Helen, to Why did you go back to Mappa? Helen, you know they're not good. <laughs> when 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 I saw that this was being adapted by Mappa, I'm like, I already dealt with this with Jujutsu Kaisen. I do not need another season of this. I'll just wait. I'll see what the carnage or damage is, and we'll go from there. Okay. We've definitely had studios before which have reputations of just not putting out good productions because of overwork and everything, but MAPA seems to be a step above yeah, that. And like, I, I feel like even back in the day, we weren't accusing Studio Wit or whatever of right. this, this Right, monster. and then I want to point this out too. Obviously, MAPA is a, the public punching bag because they bring this on themselves, but I trust they're not the only company that is doing this, so... But they are putting out more shows than everybody else at this point. Like, no. even Cloverworks has been right, quiet right for now, like, a little while right J, now. Uh, JC Staff's about to work on, like, their ninth show with the damsel, deal over damsel. In the same season? Uh, either this season. They announced this this year. They just, like... No, no, I meant, like, are they doing, like, nine shows simultaneously in well, one not, season? Um, at some point this year, they're doing nine shows. Yeah, because, like, that's what I've been saying. Like, um... 
that Mappa has been doing multiple shows simultaneously. Like, and that remember, they're helping over Maglumir with the Studio Moe. They're they just that that, that magic that magic, magic Lumiere yeah. um, trailer fills they, me with so much fear. So much fear. They're gonna do some. Uh, what was it called? Vampire Trump something that they announced a while ago. They're supposed to do this adaption of a light novel, Demon something, 2009. They have a... You're they, really going to be more specific yeah, some of these. Yeah, the problem is these titles are not something... And that was just the point I was trying to make that they're working on a lot of stuff this season. So they, they're definitely... I don't know what's... Yeah, but there's a difference between working on a lot of things simultaneously and working on a lot of things, but presumably in some sort yeah, of order. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, we'll... we'll because we'll I was going to say, even Cloverworks, which at points has done like three shows in the same season, even they've been quiet for a little while right now. So hopefully they have, they've you know, spite. spent a week in time out in their rooms they, to think about, you know, how to how to better organize things. With, they've been teaming up with, what was it, either, is it, no, was it, you said Cloverworks, right? Either Wit or one or they were, aren't they assisting with Studio, with the Spy, spy Family? I have no idea. co-producing with that. But anyways, yeah. Point is, Anime industry is bad right now. Bad. And yeah, remember when I said we was gonna try to keep this on twenty minutes? Yeah, that that was that was a good. Yeah, I good told idea. you you weren't going that, to. That was a good dream. Anyways, we have some. I have well, good news and bad news, Helen. Or actually, I'm not sure if it's even bad. But I mean, I know we've got, we got weird news, exactly. But the thing is, we only have three news items. This this time, uh, yeah. In fact, there's no bad news. This is all good. We have three. Oh yeah, I wanted to know why did you put three. Soaring Sky Precure on oh, your winner oh. in 2024 first I impressions? Skipping, I, I went ahead. I was so excited to talk about weird news because we had one extremely weird news out. I totally forgot. I finally I finished Scoring Sky Precure yesterday or to, earlier. Wait, today. but that's not a first impression. That's a last impression. It is indeed a last impression. When are we going to talk about it, Helen? I have no idea when. I could I could have just held out next, for next episode. episode, but no. I'm getting over with right now. Definitely enjoyable, pretty cure. Loved it. Gonna miss hero, hero girl, hero time. Gonna miss it all. Good, 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 pretty cure. I think I liked it better than um, I mean, what was it? Um, uh, delicious guy. I like delicious guy a decent amount, but I think I like Soaring Sky a bit better. I still have not even had time to start Soaring yeah. Sky yet because I still well, have like seven episodes ever, of delicious. But I'm going to get to ever it. Ever get to it? We will talk about it for sure. Now onto the weird news, Helen. All right, Justin, you're the one who finds this so funny. <laughs> oh, you didn't want to actually start with this. Okay, yes. Uh, basically, uh, we 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 cover a lot of things in the weird news special. We do try to keep it into anime and everything. So we have Love Live, so that does at least help. Where it's like, okay, that's based off of school franchise and everything. But well, they 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 have issues with their mobile games, and in this case, they released uh, go, a gacha game. Or a, a mobile game, Love Life School Idol Festival, Festival Two, Miracle Live, and they. This was a new one. This is season. This is the second one. This got announced in Japan last year, and on the day it was going to get global launch, the Japanese version shut down. <laughs> so that meant that the global launch is supposed to launch in February. It's going to only be active for three months, and they had to put that all in one tweet. I've never seen that happen before. Like, did, did they? They're not serious about this, are they? <laughs> that that's just too random. It's too funny, but it is also really sad at the same time. Because it's like you basically had all this. Who knows how long it's been in development? They have to translate everything, and just like that, they can only keep it up for the next three months. 
once it launches in February. It's it's pretty tough all around, and but I just cannot. I feel like at that point you kind of just have to shove it because there's just who's gonna really want to waste their time with this? Like who? And then obviously I think the other thing is there was also thing how thematic it was because now it's like oh wait maybe we could actually play it enough we could actually save like, just like how this the, the actual show works <laughs> we play it enough put enough money into it they could actually maybe revive it just like in the anime we can save the, we can save the game yeah, school so, like i said so many jokes around just the entire situation it, 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 it it's tough all around though because that's you don't really want to have something like this happen but yes, that's why it's here, and yes, we already have an early contender for weird news of 2024 with this. I mean, honestly, for me, the weirder news was seeing everybody talking about online. Like, like I go onto Instagram, and I'm looking at other stories from cosplayers, and people are talking so about this. So I, I, I go into my discords, and people are talking Tell about me, I don't this. understand. Like, this doesn't actually happen. <laughs> it's just too weird. And then obviously... I mean, I'm just so used to seeing all these services shut down after, like, a really short period of time, so I'm just like, okay, look, yeah, this is bound short, to happen at some point. But then, and their same announcement, they said they're going to open Global Launch, but then shut it down in May. <laughs> what? <laughs> Who does that? Why would anybody do that? <laughs> well, apparently Love Life staff had to do it, so there you go. All right, and then in other weird news, um, so... The Monogatari series is kind of weird to start with. And so apparently they're going to have a um, compilation film of one of the arcs in theaters pretty soon. Uh, full name of it is Kizumonogatari um, Kiyomi Vamp. And so to advertise for it, on New Year's Day, they had a special ad for it, which was an eight minute ad <laughs> for some reason. Mm-hmm. 480 seconds for of a commercial for the upcoming film. Uh, like, I don't know, that... That is such a long ad. That's enough time for you to have like a full bathroom break and grab something from the kitchen to eat without like any running back, you know, being like, oh no, oh no, oh no. put a TV short on TV. That, that's basically what it is. It's basically a short. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so obviously this is advertising the upcoming compilation film. And they also announced within like the last week or two, uh, another season of the show. So I guess it kind of also served as getting it back into the cultural zeitgeist, you know, so people will be thinking, oh yeah, I should check out this new season when it comes out. But still, that's some somebody over there has a lot of money yes, for sure, <laughs> to yeah. pay for that long of a shot. Especially, I I must imagine that New Year's Day probably has pretty high TV viewership in Japan. So I cannot imagine that ad space mm-hmm. was cheap. <laughs> I guess it'd be like the Mono Guitar series is very, very, exp- uh, very, very profitable for them. So there you go. It is. It is very Shaft. It is kind of Shaft's trademark at this mm-hmm. point. And then in final bit of weird news, well, not weird, weird, but definitely like, okay, interesting, weird, Street Fighter 6 and Spy Family? What? Why? But yes, um, uh, obviously, to advertise the uh, Code White uh, film, they had to work with some companies to do adaptions, or sorry, to do advertisements, and there was a couple I think I saw for anime purposes, or that I remember... Uh, Street Fighter Six for some reason it had Chun Li and Yor fighting each other. Like what? Why? Why would you do this to both these 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 characters? Why would you do this? Although it wasn't obviously like a serious fight. Like they were just having fun. Um, my understanding is it was also like a kind of a costume of the Spy Family characters in Street Fighter. They don't look very good, but well, that's just the nature of collaborations for you. But yeah, there you go. 
just the what I, I guess what they call the great the first great game collab. What is Ann and cooking here? What what do they think they're trying to do here? <laughs> Saying the first great one of twenty twenty four. What do they think they're doing? Don't they know Fortnite exists? I mean, can you imagine? Can you think of any other great collab collaborations and games that happened before this was announced in twenty twenty four? I don't know. Maybe Fortnite with Solid Snake. <laughs> <laughs> But that's not Fortnite's not anime. Oh no. Anyways, whatever. It is what it is, and it is what it is. Um but yeah, that's about It's okay, Justin. You can go ahead and you can make claims like that on tweets and next time another collaboration gets announced that you think is more deserving of the title okay. of best first collaboration. I'll, I'll, I'll think about it. But I think we better end this Do podcast it. so you can go make your, your food and I can actually watch the football. <laughs> Um, so yes, uh, go check the OSG podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Find us on Spotify and add us any to any RSS service you have. You can check out the OSG Twitter account for any news and maybe some random things somewhere on there. I, I kind of want to push more random stuff on there, but whether I do that or not is up in the air. And you can check out the OSG.com for reviews and features. Yes, I have finally wrote a review. It is happening, Helen. It is happening. Oh God, I gotta get on. I gotta get on the ball, man. I can't let you one up um, me like this. I did also read um, Flying Witch this week, and I must review it. So I'll see if I can get that this week. But um, that's gonna be in the hopper at least. So I got I got a gush about that one. So there you go. But yeah, uh, you can also find me on Twitter at comedy underscore Norway. So yeah, just chilling over there. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and on Blue Sky, both under the handle at WannaDreamer. Uh, like I said earlier, I invited myself back onto the Taiku podcast for their best anime of 2023. Um, I just finished listening to their Anime Secret Santa episode, or their ass episode, and I know I got called out several times about that, but I need to go ahead and respond in the Discord to friends. <laughs> Be like, guys, stop telling me to eat ass. Um... And you can also find me on my other regular podcast um, with those folks at Mong in Your Ears. Let's see. Our most recent episode, we covered Heavenly Delusion and Love and Focus. Two very different titles, but it's okay because we never go for like thematic cohesion in our episodes. Um, I think that's it, folks. Uh, until next time, then. Bye. See ya.